You're listening to the Black Hole Cafe, a podcast where we spend about 42 minutes discussing a topic that has grabbed our attention and just won't let go. I'm Richard Wingfield. And I'm Taylor Wingfield. Welcome to the Black Hole Cafe. Well, hey, Taylor, how are you doing? How have you uh, survived the Texas Snowmageddon for our special episode? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I am. I'm doing well. I uh, had a shower today, so that was big news um, in Texas. Uh, And yeah, we uh, it's been a week. I was saying earlier, we were saying earlier that like, it, it it doesn't quite feel even like a weekend really, because this past week was such a, such a wild, uh, like non-typical sort of stressful week, not sort of stressful, very stressful week, um, that it doesn't really even feel like the weekend and sort of time doesn't really feel right like i just sort of feel a little still a little fuzzy about everything but overall in general you know doing doing good well that's funny i i saw a post from one of my friends on instagram we're recording on a sunday and the post i saw was friday but it was like hey just as a public service announcement in case anybody wants to know today is friday right like it's been so bizarre yeah so i guess spoiler alert you know, the, our Black Hole Cafe podcast is about just about anything that's grabbed our attention and won't let go. And man, did um, the snow, freeze, storm, winter, weather, unexpected, whatever, grab all of Texas and not let go for pretty much a week. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about this this episode. It will be much less structured. Um it's certainly been probably the only thing on people's minds for the last, you know, full week, really. Yeah. So, you know, to um, kind of follow our our format a little bit, because we're <laughs> going to go off the rails immediately. Yeah, but yeah. let's just say that we, we, the topic for today is, has been this unprecedented winter storm, right? Yeah. So, one of the stats I saw, if, for those who are listening that aren't Texans and don't know how big Texas is, 250-something counties. And at, what I read was this is the first time in history that all 250, whatever, 54, whatever it is, counties had the same weather alert, right? I mean, Texas wow. is so big that it, it could be snowing in one part of Texas and the people at the beach, you know, having fun in another part or whatever. So big place, unprecedented, 30 years since this has happened and all kinds of records where stuff hasn't happened before. Um, so I think in keeping with our format, what was the event horizon for you? Like, <laughs> when did this, when did, when did you guys figure out what was happening? Uh, because we all had some warnings. I guess we should say this is Sunday the 21st and it mm-hmm. it kind of started about a week ago, right? Yeah, exactly. Like pretty much exactly seven days ago, which was Valentine's Day. And so uh, that is like kind of how I'm, how I'm like st- structuring things in my brain is like, <laughs> because that was obviously a day that, I and 
my partner, Pedro had planned to do some things. And so I kind of like have anchored around like, okay, that was that day, but everything else in between sort of feels like really fuzzy. Like I, I don't quite, can't quite even tell you like days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I'm with you on, I've had to look back at text messages and other things to go, when did that happen? That's exactly what I did. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it was like, oh, did you shower? You showered this day. And it was like, no, I showered the other day. And I was like, no, or I'm going to look at my text message. And like, this is, we like said, I like texted somebody and was like, Hey, our water pressure is going down. And you're like, I'm going to get a shower or what, you know, it was like, can't even quite differentiate like days and when things happen. But, but Sunday felt normal mostly, I think, because we had had, we like knew some like snow was coming and Austin has had had a snow day, you know, not too long ago, like, you know, um, like right like in the mid, in the beginning of January or something like right. that, like right after. But, but for those who are not uh, from around these parts, <laughs> snow <laughs> days in Texas are usually, there was some white stuff in the morning and by 11 in the day that's right. gone. And, it was right. gone. Yeah. and yeah. When, when we had this snow day in January, it was like kind of nice because it was, it was a, it was a fair amount of snow. It sort of blanketed everything and basically lasted 24 hours. Right. Nothing else. It was just sort of like, wow, I can look outside and it looks sort of like Colorado. And like right. <laughs> that was it. And then by the next morning, sort of most things had melted and it was like not even a big deal. Um, but it was just sort of like, you know, like, oh, fun, a weird little snow day that we never get in Texas. Um, and so we kind of knew that that was sort of like what I was thinking the same thing was going to happen this time where I was like, Sunday, we were like, okay, yeah, we think it's going to be fairly cold and it's going to be like, you know, it's going to snow or whatever. But Sunday we were like, okay, well, it's going to be nice. Cause we can, we like, we had ordered, oh, you know what? This is actually sort of where things got weird for us. So <laughs> the event horizon, right? Yeah. yeah. Where basically what we had done is we had said, okay, um, for Valentine's day, we'd planned that I really love breakfast. We've talked about this on the show that I really, both of us really love breakfast. And so I told Pedro that like, if he wanted to do like a surprise or something that I would really love for him to make us breakfast because like, that's one of my favorite things. So having breakfast made was going to be great if he wanted to surprise me with something. And then I was going to make our like Valentine's day dessert. And that was going to be a surprise for him. And then we were going to order pizza and burgers from one of our favorite places in Austin, which is called 40 North. They're great. Um, So we had placed the order a couple of days in advance and we're like, this is great. We'll just go pick it up and bring it back to the house. And we've done this a couple of times. Pizza and burgers is like kind of our staple for any type of holiday or celebration. It's like, (laughs) especially now that we have to, we're like bringing things back home. We're not going out to places. It's much harder to get a nice meal because like, by the time either your steak gets delivered or you go yeah, and pick it up yeah. and you bring it home, it's like, nah, it's, you could probably make a better steak yourself, you yeah, know, than yeah. like, so anyway, so we were like, okay, we're going to do this thing. And we, I guess it was Saturday, realized how icy it was going to be on Friday or Saturday. We realized how icy it was going to be on Sunday. And we were like, yeah, we just probably shouldn't drive. Like, that was sort of like the, the first initial thing that like something was, uh, different where it was like, you know, we really, we know it's going to freeze. We like really shouldn't drive. 
So like, let's cancel our pickup order. And if favors open then like, great, we can favor something, but whatever. But Saturday favor was closed, which was also like a weird thing. Like favor is a deliver as a Texas delivery service. Like that goes and picks up food and brings right. it. Like house. Uber eats. Like and Uber all that eats. Kind of yeah. 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 And that was closed. And I was like, that's weird. That is something that literally never happens. Like certainly when there's like really bad weather, favor will be like, Ooh, long wait times. And you're gonna pay a lot of money to have somebody right. go out and drive and do this for you. But like never closed. It was clo- closed on Saturday. And I was like, okay, no problem. We'll just cancel it and we'll make our own pizza. So I made like pizza dough. Right. It's totally fine. By the way, and that pizza looked great. So that on <laughs> like, the, thank you. Yeah. It's probably in the, the cast easiest, iron skillet, right? Yeah. It's probably the easiest dough I've ever made. So like, just in case you were curious, you could, it's like the easiest thing in the world. All right. Um. Anyway, so that was like the, the moment where it was like, Favor is, even on Sunday, it was like, favor is closed and we have to cancel, like we were, we had to call and cancel our order and we called a couple of days in advance. And then on Sunday, we even looked and like restaurants were closed. Everything was closed. Do not drive, all that kind of stuff. But, but for the most part, Sunday was like a relatively normal, normal day for us. It just wasn't... FYI, it because Houston's coastal. I mean, we're sixty miles in, but we're we we usually don't get the same kind of weather everybody else does because we have enough of the coastal right. breeze and all that kind of stuff. So you guys were a day ahead of us, right? So I think Thursday or Friday, Houston school district had canceled school because it was like usually snow prediction is. Oh, well, we might get a little bit of snow on this day. It was like an 85% chance of snow on Monday. So our Sunday was even more normal, but everybody's anxiously waiting for, hey, it's Houston. We never get, you know, once every 14 years we get snow and this is like an 80% chance. So everybody was excited. School's going to be canceled. We're going to go play in the snow. And then assuming, like you said, that the next day it'd be gone because that's how it normally happens, right? Yeah, and we even had President's Day off. So we were like, this is great. Like, we don't have to go anywhere. We can stay home. Like, we can, you know, have an alcohol because we don't have work tomorrow. It'll be great. Um, And uh, Monday, I, I like don't even quite remember Monday, but we were like, Monday is when we knew things were like not okay because Sunday we were like still using the oven. It was fine. Like we had maybe heard, I don't know, one or two people had lost power. Like it wasn't, it wasn't really a big deal. We were still using the oven. We had everything plugged in and it was basically like overnight that Monday was sort of like things were, we were sort of getting like piecemeal information. We found out that like, a bunch of our friends had lost power. We were like trying to really check in on everybody because we just didn't really know the extent of the situation. And we were like- And that felt like maybe across the board, like at least for us, we're getting up Monday, we look out we go, oh yeah, it's all nice and white. And you know, we don't, you guys got in central Texas got a lot more snow than we did, but you know, it's, I don't remember what it was, maybe an inch at the most, but it's enough that it was covered and we got out and walked around and, and, you know, by noon, we're still thinking, 
it's going to be a normal, yeah, we're going to get snow and then it'll be cold, but it'll all go away, you know, and it's, you know, that our winter storms last a day. They last 24 to whatever hours and then they're gone. Um, but then you start seeing the news feeds and the Twitter and, oh, guess what? This is everywhere. There's snow on the beach in Galveston, mm -hmm. snow on the beach. They're rescuing, I'm going to forget how many thousands of sea turtles trying to I get know. them in. And then we start getting the, I mean, I, for me, the event horizon is when we start seeing the news and friends are checking in going, do you have power? Because they're doing rolling blackouts throughout the entire state. And our power's off and, and what they're thinking, and this was still Monday, oh, your power go off for about an hour and then it'll, and come, it'll back come back on. Right. And that happened to us. I think we lost power Monday afternoon for like 45 minutes and then it came back on. Yeah. And, and it was weird too, because it was like, I mean, just the, like Monday was really strange. And then, you know, Tuesday we sort of all went back to work and we were like, we woke up Tuesday morning and we we're like, uh, literally nothing's better. So, Hey, just know that like most of the people who work in Austin, like we work across, like my, the company that I work for is, is all remote. I mean, obviously because of COVID, right, but right. like across it's across, we have, we have offices. At, it's a, it's a Baltimore company. It's a San Francisco right, company. Right. It's an Austin company. And it was just sort of like blanket statement, like, Hey, majority of Austin teammates do not have power. Like, yep. we'll check it again tomorrow. Well, and, and our power like, went out. Monday night about seven or seven thirty, and we're thinking yeah. it's more rolling blackouts. We did not get power back till Friday. Yeah, I mean that—that that was how most of we were incredibly lucky, and we must be on. I wish I could show you. I might have a screenshot of it. I could send you, but like we—we we were so incredibly lucky. I mean, it—it it is like we had this tiny sliver that we were right on the edge of that yeah. never lost power. Yeah. But and you, you must have, everything I read was, because one of my, the guys that works at Envision never lost power, but they're over near the Texas Medical Center. So, right. they, and they said it wasn't just hospitals, right? There are, there are other it's like kind water of utilities. Plants, right, right. Natural yeah. gas, there's right. like hospital, right. there's like a lot of things that protect it. But I mean, it was the tiniest <laughs> right, yeah. sliver. You had to zoom in so close on the outage map to even really even see that we, there was like a little right. box that right. still had power. Um, and so we were really lucky. But yeah, I mean, the majority of our friends lost power Monday or Sunday, like basically early Monday morning, right. like, you know, a.m. Monday. Right. Um, and then like, or, or, you know, sometime on Monday and then, didn't get it back until, until the, yeah, until about Friday. Um, yep. Yep. We lost Monday evening. Didn't get it back till actually, I think we got power back early Friday. And then the big thing for us <laughs> was no water. As soon yep. as power went out, we didn't have water in the complex or so whatever, they have the, in an apartment complex, five stories and whatever, you know, I'm assuming the whatever. Did you not have water or did you not have hot water? No what running water. Oh my gosh. 
So, yeah. So um, for those not familiar, when you do your disaster, like we're, and it's funny too. So we're in Houston. So we're used to the warnings about hurricanes coming in. Right. You're going to lose power. You may lose water, whatever. Um, And there were jokes on the weekend, people like, well, it's supposed to snow Monday. And you'd think that we've got a category five hurricane coming because everybody's at the grocery store stocking up on supplies and you know, whatever. Turns out you should have done that and gotten bottled water. And um, so, but, but the, the no water thing, we were fine on, on um, drinkable water. We had big gallon jugs of water that, we usually keep on hand when we're doing like weekend camping or whatever. So we were fine on having something to drink, but if you have no running water, you have to manually fill toilet tanks if you want to flush the toilet. So one of the memes I saw was, Hey, remember the pandemic when nobody had toilet paper? Well, now we all have plenty of toilet paper. We just don't have any toilet water to flush anything. So it was like, um, pioneer days for us here. I'm an apartment complex, so we have a swimming pool. So I'm carrying water, going down and filling jugs up in the swimming pool and bringing them back up and filling toilet tanks so that we can at least flush, right? Yeah. But you got to, you know, what are you going to, and power's out, so you can't boil, you don't have, you know, they're going to have boil water notices because the water pressure is causing problems. And it's like, well, you can't boil water if you don't have any power either. Yep. And that, that was like, I think the really big thing that it was like, it was like this really, well, one, it was really hard, I think, to get information really about the state of things or about anything. I mean, I think it took people like really until Wednesday for people to even really start getting. Well, and it wasn't because like people had cell signal and whatever. So that's a, that's a thing that often will go out when we've got hurricanes or whatever. People were able to text and, and, and get information or get on the internet. The problem was you couldn't get any good information. Like yeah, the power exactly. companies weren't telling you when stuff was coming back or why it was gone or if they were still doing rolling blackouts or, you know, any of that. And the I think it's more now, but the last I've had heard maybe Thursday or Friday was 3 million people in Texas without power. 1.4 of those in the Houston metro area. So at one point, I think we had 60 or 70% um, of Houston without power. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the percentage in Austin was, but I think the peak was like 220,000 people without power right. in Austin. Um and I think I even heard, and again, I don't know if this is true. I heard that the peak was like in Texas was 5 million without power. I, I would, I would believe that because it was, you know, it was statewide and, and sub, I mean, sub freezing, sub 20 
below zero wind chill and places that never get that. Right. Yeah. And, um, and that was the thing. I mean, I, we, we were like, it, it was so strange to see sort of like everyone on social media go from like, Oh, fun, happy <laughs> snow day to, um, my neighbor's pipes burst. Everything in our house is flooded. We had to turn off our yeah. water. We can't, our house is now 30 degrees. We have to go yeah. like, and that, with someone and else. And that's we, scary stuff. When, like we were lucky. The apartment I'm in is fairly new, so it's fairly well insulated. We're top floor, which heat rises. We don't. There aren't big walls of glass or whatever. So um, the elevators are out, but it's only five flights of stairs. It's not a big thing. But I think the coldest the house ever got was 58 degrees. So we're walking around in winter clothes and we have blankets and whatever, but we're fine. But we have friends who live in parts of town where they're older homes, the homes are up on piers. And they're like, it's been 34 inside our house for days and there's no power. Some had generators, some didn't. Some are trying to burn, you know, keep warm with a fireplace, figure out how to close off all the doors to all the other rooms and, and keep some level of heat. But that, this, this was, this, that was a big thing, right? And if so, if you have no power and which means no heat, and then you have no water, and you're trying to get, I mean, I saw somebody here in the apartment. I mean, that's the the belief in the human race comes back up to where when we have these disasters, people do things. You know, you see all these little things. So, you know, a friend of ours had gas stove and a gas fireplace, and at one point they're like you guys want to come over? And I'm like, we're fine. But if you don't, if you want to cook us a hot meal, we haven't had a hot <laughs> meal in like three days. So we went and had eggs and breakfast over there. But, um, you know, other people, I saw a case of bottled water by the elevator with a note on it saying, I have enough, you know, if you need yeah. some bottled water, just take some, you know, take, take only what you need, but it's just, you know, it was there for other people in the complex or whatever so yeah and we had I mean the thing the thing that was sort of like really really wild for us was watching well one it was like we had daily check-ins with like our our friends right. and we have like a discord server with like a group of friends and we I mean we have daily check-ins of like how is everyone right like, you need anything please all that update stuff. Yep. like yep. are you okay but the problem also is that like roads are really icy you can really only yep. get to places where people can walk to you. So it's just like this yeah. perfect storm. Well, like you said, if light. the pipes burst and your house is completely wet and you have no power and it's freezing, you can say, great, come over here and stay with me, except it's been below 20 for two days. And Texas we, doesn't like, have Texas any doesn't, cold weather gear to clear the roads no, or whatever, salt the roads. Yeah, They yeah. can't salt the roads. They can't clear roads. Like... There is nothing you can get to places that you can walk to and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Or if you have four wheel drive, like maybe you're okay. But yeah. we saw 14 cars. We live on a hill and we saw 14 cars get stuck and have to be abandoned be on this hill because of how icy the roads were and people 
thinking like, man, I don't know why all these cars are stopped. I can make it. <laughs> right, right. And then yeah, like, nope. I mean, yeah. it was like the weirdest thing. Like Monday, we, I, I guess it was Monday. Maybe it was Tuesday. I think it was Monday where it was like, we have power, but like there's a show going on outside of all these people who just keep getting their yeah, cars yeah. stuck. And like, but then it was like, oh, you have to abandon your car in the middle of a snowstorm. We don't know how far you live from here. Right, and right. then their car, like it's basically been today that all the cars are gone because people couldn't come back yeah, and get their yeah. cars and they were iced over and like feet of snow and like people were, you know, digging cars out with cardboard and shovels and like, you know, it, it, it's, it was just this sort of like, I, I don't, it, I mean, it really was like every, every day was like a new trauma and a new stress yeah, yeah. of like, what is happening and, and is everyone that you know, okay. And well, and what you said was, was like, true is it went, I know on Monday, I got a text from, again, one of the guys that works with me and they live over by Herman Park. So they're in the Texas Medical Center. They have power. So Monday morning, he's got the kids out and they have a cardboard box and they're sliding down the snow on the hill. I mean, it's a play day, right? And then mm -hmm. by Monday evening, things are getting weird. And by Wednesday, things are just bizarre, right? They're, and like dire, right? I mean- Yeah, I mean, this is a apocalypse, disaster, whatever. Like, okay, I'm out of, uh, we weren't, but people were like, we have nothing left to drink. You can't go to the stores because the stores don't have power. They The stores can't get resupplied because all of Texas roads are closed because it's been icy for three days. I mean, it was just strange. So it's it it ends up being, like you said, you could only go where you could walk to. I think it was Thursday. I could see from my window that the Whole Foods parking lot was open. Mm. And so I walked over to see, you know, it's like, okay, well, there's we still have no power, but I'm going to go see what we can get to eat. Like we've been eating, you know, snack food for days, the cooler, <laughs> the cooler that we usually take camping. Mm. So when the power went out and didn't come back on all the ice in the freezer went in the cooler and then things like sandwich meats and stuff, you know, went in there. So we, we had a few things that needed refrigeration and we could just, we could make a sandwich or we could, you know, snack on, uh, tortillas and, uh, pecans and some fruit or whatever, you know, but yeah, each I mean, meal got more creative. And so then I went over to, to Whole Foods and there's a line of people around because we're still in COVID and they're letting people in at a certain pace. And it was toward the end of the day and it's like 4.30, 4.45. And as I'm going in, I hear the lady on the walkie talkie that's letting people in say, okay, I'm letting these last few people in and then we're closing the doors. And you get inside and there's like the yellow police tape of sections of the stores that are taped off because that was the refrigeration and freezer section and none of that stuff's good anymore, right? Because yeah. they haven't had power for three days. Uh, so, you know, everything on the bread aisle is gone. You know, it, 
it, it really was disaster apocalypse kind of thing of people trying to figure out what to do and then how you, how you could help people who are within walking distance of you, right? Or in, yeah. you know, in the same complex or whatever. Yeah, um, it's just, it, it is a, it was a whole set of problems that I have never had to, you know, even with like, you know, li- growing up in Houston, we had hurricanes and flooding and things right, like right. that and like no power, but normally there's like, you know, when a hurricane is coming yep. towards yep. you you have like a fair amount of warning. There is like often like, yeah, you like a week at least. You yeah. need to like yeah. get bottled water. You need to do all these things or you need to evacuate yeah. or like. You need to fill the bathtub full of water so that water. you have handy water to flush and, you know. Exactly. That kind of stuff. Get but this was like, yeah, stove. yeah. But this was like, it felt like no warning, no public health warnings, no nothing we were lucky because we had a fridge full of, we had gone grocery shopping for Valentine's day, but so we were lucky, but like not, it wasn't because we prepared. It was because it just happened that way. And, you know, it was like, I mean, it's a whole set of problems of like, okay, I have to drip my faucets because of freezing temperatures. But then it was like, Oh, too many people drip their faucets. Now we're out of water. Sorry. Now there's no water pressure. Yep. uh, We don't have, you all use too much, but your pipes either froze or you now don't have water. Like it it was just this like whole catch 22 of like really, really horrible situations for so many people. And it was, it's like a whole set of problems. I was like, Oh my God, my tank, like we have a tankless gas, heater but some people were like if you have gas like turn your heater might like explode or like start a fire and I was like oh had to learn like okay not ours because we don't have a pilot light like right it's okay but we would also not have lost hot water because we like ours is gas well but but then I heard from architect buddy of mine he's like yeah they have a gas water heater but the the gauge and the thing that decides to turn it on and off and how to keep is electric is electric. So when the power Mm -hmm. went out, it's not doing anything, right? Like it's like, cause the thing that decides to heat the water is a little electric sensor. And so yes, it's gas, but I mean, their gas fireplace and gas stove worked so they could boil water, but Again, if there's no running water, you're not gonna. I mean, I haven't looked up. You're not supposed. You, it is not you easy. You can boil snow, but it is yes. not. You you should not drink it. Basically, yeah. Yeah. it's like you can boil it, and you can yeah. maybe wash your hands with it. Maybe wash your dishes yeah. with it. You should That's boil what it a I I, I boiled Don't pool water <laughs> to be able to to wash dishes and wash hands. But if you didn't have enough bottled water, you know, you were in trouble unless there were friends who could who could come help and then the infrastructure it wasn't just homes that are not they're not set for this kind of prolonged cold right because that you don't normally don't get that here so you and you, you can't go you were talking about no prep right well you can't take an old home and then what are you going to do? Tear the, the walls down and insulate all the pipes and, you know. Right. right. So. I mean, and that was our thing. We were texting our neighbors like, uh, okay, do we like, do we have any exposed pipes? Cause like technically we're in a complex, but it's basically townhomes. Right. So 
like, what do we do? And our neighbors are in Chicago. So like they can't drip their faucets. So, and we have a shared wall. Right. How do we know if a pipe's burst? Yeah. We don't, unless it starts coming in. Yeah, until the ceiling starts caving in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. like the only person who has a key is the real estate agent who obviously doesn't live in the complex and cannot drive here. Can't to get, get there. It. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it was like, it, it was just like every day was, you know, we had power and we were very, very lucky, but nothing felt like a normal day. We were like, no worried about losing water. We were keeping the thermostats down to make sure that we could conserve energy. Right, because right. They were, Yeah, they like were asking everyone energy. to do that. Put your house, if you have power, put your house at 68 or lower to lessen the load so they would have to do less rolling blackouts and all that kind of stuff too. Right, and Austin didn't even, Austin had, they, I will listen to like a million, not a million, I listened to two or three press conferences about this because like Austin, basically didn't do rolling blackouts. The percentage of non-critical load that they had to shed was basically turn it all off right now or Or lose everything is going to be completely like gone for months. And it was, and so it was just like, just shut everything off now. That's not critical. Um, And so we, there weren't even rolling blackouts. It was just sort of like, we are operating in an energy deficit and like, we can't shut anything else off. And so everyone else who has power needs to act like they don't have power. And obviously that's not the same as my house. My house being 68 is not the same as my house being, you know, 30. 30. Um, But we even like, we were so afraid that we were going to lose power. We spent like the, we spent a day like, okay, we have to plan. Now we were lucky because we could plan. We didn't have like it didn't just, just go our off. house yeah. was dropping yeah. you know in temperature we were like okay we our bedroom is pretty much the only room our house is really open so it's like our bedroom's the only room that can close off however we have a big um sliding glass door in our bedroom so that ex- like makes heat it's upstairs but it makes heat lose yep go like, straight through the glass yep. straight through the glass so we had like blankets over it we had you know like we basically taped the curtains to the wall so that there was like insulation if we needed right. to and like because you just lose so much heat yep. Yep. through that big glass wall and it was just I mean things that things that I have never had to think about your 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 day was just consumed by the stress of all of those things. Well, here's one that you guys probably didn't have to deal with that came up and it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. But even as a recovering architect, I didn't think about it. So when the power first goes off, all of the systems in a building based on code, there's emergency lighting. So I was going to go down to the car because, you know, we can get to this and I'll put it in the show notes, but, you know, our... My tech pick for the week <laughs> for this episode <laughs> is going to be those portable battery power stations that mm-hmm. I use for camping. And I keep those in my car, right? Because if something happens, they can charge multiple devices and all that kind of thing. So when the power first went out, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just take the stairs, go down to the car in the parking garage and get those things and bring them back up. And it's fine. There's emergency lighting in the hallways. And so then... It might have been the next day. Again, like you said, we can't remember what day it is, but 
So, and this happened multiple places. It happened in a, in a bigger, more catastrophic way at Chris's place, but basically some pipes in the fire sprinkler system burst. And when water is moving through the fire system, it thinks there's a fire. So the fire alarms are going off. One time they went off at 4.30 in the morning and we're not gonna ignore them. So we get up at 4.30 in the morning and we're gonna go down to the car and you know get out of the complex, right? And then just sit in the car until the fire alarms go back off. Well, you go out in the hallway and by then it is pitch black because the batteries that support all the emergency lighting aren't made to keep that thing working for days on end. Yeah. So it's absolutely pitch black in the, in the hallways. We have flashlights. Everybody has a flashlight on their phone, but those battery packs, and they're not just little battery packs to charge your phone. You know, these have outlets. You can charge a laptop. You can do all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it's not a generator, but you know, that stuff kept us going for days and that was camping mm -hmm. gear. But you're talking about being able to go get stuff. All my other camping gear, like the stove that I maybe could have put on the balcony and boiled some water or made a hot meal, that's in a storage facility that doesn't have power. Plus it's icy roads and I can't get there, but they're not gonna be open anyway because all the access is electronic codes and whatever. So what I had was I had a cooler and I had the battery backup things here of the camping gear that yeah. I might have needed. So next next time, when there's time to prepare, I'll know what to go get of my camping stuff, like what emergency. So I think everybody should have a, a new expanded list for your emergency preparedness thing, right? So thousand percent, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just sort of like, okay, now I know all the things that I need. Yeah. And it, yeah, I mean. It, I mean, the funny like, one for me was doing, we had the big, like, um, big gallon things of water that mm -hmm. we take camping. So I'm going down to the pool in sub freezing weather, having to try to fill these things. And it takes two of those to fill a tank for one flush. Right. And, yeah. but I realized I have the little spray swifter mop thing, but I didn't have a bucket. If I had had a bucket, it would have been easier to haul water in and out of the apartment to do that thing. And then other people like, how many towels and buckets do you need if a pipe breaks, right? If you didn't, some people, some friends of mine knew a plumber and he told them, hey, this is hard freeze and maybe for a couple of days, their preparedness only because they knew a plumber said, don't just shut off your water, drain all the pipes in your house. So it was like shut off the water and then run everything so that your pipes are empty and don't, and there's nothing yep. in there to freeze. Um, and they didn't, they live that way. Didn't turn that back on till Thursday or Friday. They're like, well, the city saying water is coming back on and we're getting water service, but a lot of people, when they turned water back on, that's when they found out 
they had broken pipes they didn't know about. And, you know, all of a sudden their ceilings caving in because everything had been frozen for four days and they didn't know they had a broken pipe. So anyway, it was, it was bizarre. And like you said, every day it felt like, oh, there's a new strange thing of what are we going to eat? Do we have enough to drink? Yeah. It, it was, um, it, Pedro actually sent me this article or I can't even remember if it was an article or just something like, you know, some post from someone, but it was really, it was like a really uh, sort of eye-opening post, which was like our, throughout the, throughout the um, uh, like pandemic, our homes have been our safe place. And this disaster made our homes unsafe. And so there was like nowhere that was safe anymore during right, this sort of like. Oh, well, I don't have power. I'll go to a hotel. No, you won't. They're all closed and they're all, you know, they don't have power either. Right. And or yeah. go to a friend's house unless you could walk like, there. Yeah. Yeah prices were going up or, you know, I mean, it was, it was just sort of like the one thing that had been sort of constant and stable right. was ripped away from so right. many people that it was like, your only safe haven is now not safe anymore. Yeah. And that is a hugely traumatic experience. You know, we had our, like our sort of our, the leadership at, at, my fitness pal at our company was like a really amazing where it was sort of just like, take, take care of yourselves first, which was wonderful, obviously to sort of, right. you know, tell everybody in Austin, like, Hey, take care of yourselves first. Like, don't, don't worry about working. Like we're, you know, wherever, but, but even the response sort of after that was like this week, this past week was stressful and traumatic and, it is okay if you now need time to recover from that, right? right? Like right. we don't expect you even to be back to normal when you're coming back after this weekend, because like this was not a normal week. Right. It was a really, really, I mean, abnormal feels like a really quaint way of putting it, you know, yeah. like yeah. this takes a toll on you. And if you need time, please take time to like feel <laughs> Right. Normal. Well, and if you compare this to what we're used to in Houston with hurricanes, there is, there's time to prepare. And then there's this thing that's going to come and go, right? There's, there's going to be this time of danger when the water's rising or the wind is blowing or whatever right. it is. This was different in that all your resources got taken away. Yeah. You have no water. You have no power. And you have no way to go anywhere because the weather is so bad and, and there's no infrastructure. There's roads no infrastructure are, to help roads are not going to clear until they right. melt, until, yep. until the weather changes. So you are, you are stuck. And if you're not, if you don't have some way to be self-sufficient, this was life-threatening in so many ways. And, and mm -hmm. people doing feeling so out of choices doing dumb things, right? I mean, we're hearing about the deaths from carbon monoxide poisoning because yeah. people are like, 
it's free, it's freezing inside the house. The only way to get warm is they're going to run their car, right? And try to be in their car. And, and even our, like, yeah, I've just, it, it, it's, you can't go to someone else's house because it's not necessarily safe. You know, like maybe you have trusted people, or if you don't, you have to risk COVID exposure because, like, yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. know, right? Like, you have to take that risk instead of the right. risk of freezing in your own home, right? You know, like, it's just nothing. There were, n- there are no good options. Yeah. I mean, you've got, you've got, yes, put COVID on top of all this, right? So then you've got, if you, if you can't get, clean drinking water, you're either risking getting sick from drinking water. I mean, people are talking about, can you drink pool water? Well, no, it's full of chemicals. And can you treat it and, you know, like dehydration, or you're going to get sick from drinking bad water, or you're going to, you don't have enough food and there's no way to get more food. Um, And think about all the people that have babies and young children and we have I mean it just who, yeah yeah exactly that like they like just had a kid like a month ago right and it's just sort of so like, you're like as an adult it's 34 in the house I'll just bundle up you know what are you doing to keep a two-month-old yeah safe and healthy right and yeah, it, 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 it was pretty scary for parts of it. And, and I'm grateful because, you know, even though we lost power and what have you, we never felt like we were at any real risk here, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. we had water, we had enough food that, you know, we're gonna, we had, you know, we might be having pretzels for dinner, but we were gonna, <laughs> you know, we could, <laughs> we, yeah. yeah, we were gonna, we were gonna be fine. Um, and you know, I saw pictures of people like with a shop vac vacuuming water out of the kitchen cabinet. Like you, you take all this, all this disaster on, and then it's like your house is full of water right now. How cold is it when there's nothing dry in the house and you've used every towel to every piece of dry, whatever, to try to sop up the water. And, uh, yeah, it was just bizarre. And, and it, and it felt like, you know, if you didn't want to say, well, it can't get worse because every day something. It, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. something like now this, you know, and yeah, so it was definitely, you know, and we still, I mean, I got to take a shower to get today, which is nice, but we're still in conserve water mode. So like we still have a boil water notice. Austin's not back to like enough in the reservoirs to even be able and like enough in storage to even be able to test whether or not the drinking right. water is safe or like tap water is safe. So they still, we still probably have another 24 to 48 hours before that happens. And then um, like, you know, it, it's just sort of, uh, you know, we, we have, we were out of water. We didn't have water for like maybe 24 hours. Um, but we had plenty stored, so that was okay, but we still don't like, we're still in conserve water mode. So like, can't really, we can't run our, even though we have water, we can't run our dishwasher, like definitely can't do laundry, you know? And so there's just sort of, and we're living with like all of we don't have a bathtub so literally every pot and or like <laughs> right, water right. bottle or whatever is Anything on our counter holds, yeah. in the kitchen that holds water because we didn't know like and then yeah. we just today we just had like a main break um a water main break like literally 
down the street from us, like three houses down right. from us. And we're like, well, we don't know if we're going to lose water or not now. So again, yeah. So it it all, like, yeah. Yeah. We had our, we got the notice today that the boil water is ended and you know, they sent out the alert, like let your water run for, you know, like right, clear some of the pipes minutes. out, empty all the, if you have an ice maker, empty all the ice out that's been made and, you know, make sure it makes it with fresh. But I can tell you, you know, I was boiling pool water to get enough to wash dishes during that week, right? Because you, there's no running water. So what are you gonna do? Um, we still don't have regular water pressure. So, um, you know, we, we can take a shower, but like you said, I'm not, I'm not gonna do laundry until it feels like we're, we're back, right? Yeah. Because, um, it, you know, it just, it's, it's been weird. And then, you know, the bizarre, like, okay, well, I guess it was yesterday, Saturday, we're in the 60s, 70s, you know, welcome to Texas weather. We were frozen for a week and, <laughs> and, then, people, and then people today. are out, yeah, in shorts and whatever, walking and jogging, but it's not over. I'm, I'm hearing weeks and months for all this. There was something that I saw that said the overall damage in the Houston area may be more than Hurricane Harvey <sighs> because of how many people were affected, all the broken pipes, all the property damage. And you think about the kind of cascading failures. So as soon as things start melting, everybody needs a plumber out to try to fix all this. Well, guess what? There's no materials for them because the state's been frozen for a week. So they, you know, the Home Depots and all those places yeah, don't have out. enough pipe and materials and whatever. So it's going to be weeks or months before it, it, I think, before it feels like things are back to back to normal. Yeah, I think so too. So, okay. You talked about this a little bit um, because I have a few things now that I'm like, that I'm, well, one, I'm so glad I know now. Um, but in terms of like, you know, resources or recommendations for preparedness, what are your top like three? I think I read that you need water. Is it a gallon a day per person? I think. Oh, I don't know. But I'll look it up in the show notes, but they, but they basically said, when stuff like this happens, um, whether it's hurricane or whatever, if you think there's a shot of losing water, you need drinking water for seven days, right? So, and, you know, we, when hurricane stuff happens, I've always been a baby. It's like, hey, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to evacuate nine out of 10 times because I don't want to be here on that one time when it is really bad. And I don't want to live without power because the hurricanes are happening in the summer when it's miserable hot and all that kind of thing, yeah, right? So, yeah. but I think the top thing is, and I'll try to find it in the show notes, but look at what your recommendations are for how many people in the house and how much bottled water you need and do that when you don't need it. Because as soon as the warnings go out, the stores are empty. People are buying all the bottled water and, it, you know, so, yep. so for me, that's the number one thing. 
we had had a certain amount of that just to have it handy when we'd go camping. So we got lucky. We had some on supply, not because I was super prepared, but we had some left over from some camping trips that was fine. So the bottled water is one. The power station is the other. And I'll put the links in for the wire cutter articles about, you know, the ones that are rated the best, but you need to stay informed. And these things are not just the little power bricks that'll give you one extra charge on your phone. I think over the course of three or four days, we recharged phones, multiple phones, three or four times, iPad, whatever. That's your connection to the world when all the power's out and everything's out. For the winter stuff, you know, it's just so, it's so rare here. You know, that winter clothing or whatever, that was, that was here. There were some people saying, you could camp in your house. Like if you have a tent, put up the tent and people sleep in the tent because it's a way to keep the warmth. We had, yeah, know. we had, I had coworkers that, yeah, because it was a way to keep their, it was like a way to combine, like consolidate your body heat of like right, how to keep right. uh, like an, an, an insulated place right, right, that right. could stay warm. So I, you know, I think the two for me, the, the, Bottled water for drinking, um, you know, I think the, I will never again not fill the bathtub because this whole thing about every time we needed to flush a toilet, I had to trek up and down five <laughs> flights of stairs, filling yep. water in, in a freezing cold pool. And for people that didn't have a swimming pool, I heard people like once the snow started to melt a little bit, they're like getting dirty water out of the ditch just to be able to flush a toilet, right? I mean, just, it's bizarre. So water, water, and power, those are my yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, I I think that those are very good. I mean, we're really lucky, uh, like you said, because we actually, I mean, before quarantine started, we were, I mean, Pedro, mostly not me was really worried about like supply and stores and all of that. And like, what if we can't get to a grocery store for a couple of months or things like that? Right. Or like, you know, we didn't know what delivery was like. So we had bottles of water. We had bottled water from that. We've had like, I mean, we keep our pantry really well stocked of, you know, non-perishables and things like that. Just because like at the start, we like, we really did sort of like get this nice, like, uh, you know, supply at the start of quarantine right. and just sort of been keeping it up because one, it's sort of how we live. We like cook a lot more now, but also because it was just sort of like, we don't, we didn't, we never knew when, like, especially at the start when things were like not going to be available or like, you know, we were going to need to go for a while without right. being able to get deliveries. Cause at the start of quarantine and the start of the, like all of that, like was really hard to get an HEB order. So it was like, right. Was, right make sure you've got stuff for like a month that you could survive yeah. off of. Even You're if right. Those, beans and rice, you know, like. H-E-B orders or go pick up at the store. They, in the beginning, they were two to three weeks out, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we have had a stock of pantry supplies since then that we have just sort of kept replenishing and making sure that we have like surplus just in case because yeah. we started. And so then we just like, when we finish one, we replace it and we have this nice surplus. So we got really, really I mean, very thankful for 
uh, for Pedro sort of like, I mean, it served us well in this situation um, where like that was not something that we were worried about, but you're right. It's exactly that. It's like once the warnings happen, everyone is clamoring for those supplies. So like over your next couple grocery orders or whatever, just like get a case or some canned beans or whatever, like over the next, like that we just sort of like get a couple every other time to make sure that we have, you know, supply. Right. Whenever. right. So that, that was very helpful. But I think like also, I mean, for me, a lot of the things were like just stuff that I learned about a house, <laughs> whether you're right. like renting or owning or whatever. It was like, okay, we found where our water shutoff was. And I'm glad I asked because it was buried, like not buried, but it was right. under yep. dirt and like, yep was would have been under plants like uh if they hadn't like pruned for spring or whatever so that that was like a really it's like okay we know where that is and we watched videos on like how to turn it off just in case um and then like learn about your the things you need to do when you're like if something happens like how to turn off your hot water heater or like how to you know, do all, like, it was just, I just learned a lot about, uh, my house, but also it was like, I was very, very thankful that we had, we have a bunch of power bricks, like you said, where it was like, okay, we charged all of those ahead of time. And again, we had time to prepare. So like we could charge those things and, you know, made sure that we were ready to go just in case. Um, but you know, I think like that was, again, that was similar for us. And I, and then I think the other thing is like for the winter piece, at least was really sort of learning how to, to like (laughs) insulate and layer things where it was like, okay, put blankets underneath your doors or cover your windows. Make sure that like, unless you're getting direct sunlight, your window, your blinds are closed layer with loose layers. I kind of knew some of that because of like skiing where it's like, okay, right, you, right. when you go skiing, these are all the different layers you put on yep. and how to keep yourself warm and all of that. Um, but it was, it was just like a really big, um, I learned a lot of things that I never thought I would need to know yep. Yep. and learning them in a stressful or crisis situation is, uh, not easy. So I can't yeah. imagine having to like learn where our, where our, like trying to text neighbors and learn where our water shutoff valve is. Yeah. Well, well, especially when, when it's headfirst. under 12 inches of snow. Right. You can't. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so we had like gone out and like, you know, basically dug it out and made sure that we could get to it. And so it was like, again, it's similar where it was like, don't try and learn those things in a situation like in in a disaster situation because you're already going to be so stressed so trying to like learn about those things while water is pouring into your home is not you know like yeah yeah. the things you need to know and and it's stuff that i never paid attention to before it was like yeah yeah okay the water shut off thing is there or like oh it's okay got it and you know like i don't even know what type of like water heater we had. And I was like, okay, I got to go figure it out. Like I got to make sure I understand all the things about where I live so that in a situation where I don't have resources, I can be self-sufficient and like, no, these are the things that I need to turn off or like, this is, 
this is how my home would react if we lost power or gas or whatever. And like, right. anyway. Well, those, and, those and the things. camping, the camping stuff was helpful for us, not just for the gadgets, but when you think about meal planning and right. what are you, what are you going to eat how can if you, you have no power and no water, or mm-hmm. even if you have bottled water and power, but there's no running water, some of the meals that we're like, when we had something like that, we're like, well, we're not going to cook that thing because it takes water mm-hmm. and we need to save that water for drinking. So yep. s- when you're talking about stocking the pantry, you're like, okay, well, we, we got beans and guess what? We can even eat beans cold if we exactly. need to, right? Yeah. You can <laughs> right. eat beans cold. You can like, you can have canned tuna. There's like, right. I mean, yeah. there are like non-perishables. It's like, yeah, you can have snacks and stuff, but like, even if you've just got can of beans right. and like, or a can of chili or whatever, right? like if you don't have power, you can still eat that. Like, right. And I think I will find, I know I saved it because the, the Harris County preparedness, whatever they, uh, at the end of all this, they sent an, uh, some notice I got with a, Hey, here's a, here's a checklist, right? Like mm-hmm. as a reminder, because there's parts of this that would have been the same for a hurricane when you're just thinking about right. losing water mm-hmm. and power. And then there's parts yeah. of it with the cold that were complete, that are different. Right. And, and what you're going to have for blankets and, and those kinds of things. So, yeah, I told, I, the sort of a joke, but I told Pedro, he was never allowed to make fun of me for how many blankets I buy ever again. <laughs> Right. Because they served us so well. I was like, we have all of these stored all over the house. And he was like, wow, okay. I was like, never again. (laughs) They're useful, I promise. Yeah. And I will, you know, I will uh, probably, as things get back to normal, make a a pit stop at the storage bay um, and kind of look through some of the camping stuff and decide what maybe stays here instead of just in the storage bay for the weekends that we're going camping, uh, just to have it, you know, on hand. So um, anyway, it, 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 it was a bizarre week. Um, and any of our northern friends who want to just say, well, it's only winter time, just remember we don't get this kind of winter. We're not set up for it. There's, you know, it's a, it's a completely, completely different thing. And I think I saw a weather map of the United States at one point that pretty much all of the United States, except for California and Florida, either had snow or was in a snow warning, right? I mean, this was, Mm -hmm a big deal for Texas because of our power grid. And, uh, you know, we've skipped all the politics, but if you want to know and really get angry about what happened, yeah, do a little Googling on Texas power grid and find out how uh, <laughs> this was a man-made disaster. Not. Yeah. 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 Not, but not anyway, a nature yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our, yeah. So anyway, but um yeah, we, we've had however many million Texans forced to do camping inside their house with no power and no water for days on end, and it was bizarre. Yeah. 
So I'll put gadgets in, um, you know, my two big gadgets that one I had and one I didn't is um, the big the big power stations that can charge for multiple days. Um, and the also, other one is a bucket. <laughs> yep. And also I will say flashlight, just flashlight. Yep. You need, you need it. And, and, need and like everything else with life. batteries, right? Yep. So it doesn't help if you click it and it doesn't yep. turn on. Right. So we have batteries, but no flashlights. I'm yeah. like, I think we have, no, I have no idea where they are. And yeah. I, thankfully we have like a thing that has like a light on it either like a camping light or a flashlight or something, but you need that because yeah. candles are not going to oh. do it for you. No. You and they had that flash. issue too with um, they had in the apartment complex. If you think about the, the cascading failure issues. So pipes are breaking. So they have to turn the fire um, sprinkler system and the fire alarm system off. Yep. Now that means by code, they had to have somebody on site that is like the local fire watch person, right? Because all that's been turned off. But they also sent out and said, hey, really, because all the fire suppression systems are off now because of this disaster, please don't be lighting candles. When the power comes back on, don't be turning the stove on and leaving the oven door open thinking you're going to hit the apartment. You know, it's basically the fire systems had to be turned off. Now there's even more fire risk. So yes, flashlights and lamps. And, and again, that goes to some camping gear where the little LED lanterns- Yes, that's exactly- like, Are exactly way better what than about. what you're thinking about with a regular flashlight and a couple of D-cell batteries because those things will go out and you're not going to light a room with one of those. And um, so, yeah. yeah. I'm like convinced. I'm like, there are things now that I'm like camping gear that I'm like, yeah, we got to yeah. buy it. Yeah, just- Because like- Sign up for your membership with REI and just, <laughs> you'll get the emails and you can start ordering that stuff online. Yep, so. <laughs> when stuff goes on sale, it's like, we got to get it. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, because it's the time to search for those things or scramble to get those items is not. Yeah, yeah. Not. Well, and that. even when there's not COVID and not all the weird stuff about are the stores open and all that kind of thing, as you said before, if you wait till the warnings happen, then you're going to be one of the mad rush people that's going to four different stores because all the water sold out or that nobody yeah. has any flashlights left or guess what? By the time I realized a bucket would be way easier to haul water up and down from the pool, even when the stores opened, buckets were gone days ago, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because people had broken pipes, they were mopping stuff up, they were, you know, whatever. So anyway, well, I, I think we've just kind of rambled on and hopefully people kind of uh, either, if they lived through it, empathize with, with some of this. And if they haven't, maybe have a clearer picture of uh, what grabbed our attention and wouldn't let go, locked us in the house for a week. Um, so, um, so the, the, what we're still, I think going to do our, um, special feature media black hole. Yes. So I will let, let you start. So, um, if you, you guys had power, so you could watch stuff. Yeah. I will tell you. It's we watched the, everything on our iPad, on my iPad yeah. though, because so we from, didn't, we took all this, we like unplugged everything so right, that we could conserve right. energy. So the yeah. only things we were charging were our phones 
maybe our work laptops every once in a while and then the iPad yeah. and like everything else was, was basically off. You know, we With had the- one lamp downstairs and one lamp right. upstairs that we would turn on. Yeah. So y'all were acting like you had power, except you didn't have to worry about a freezer full of meat going bad or whatever. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah. We, we had no power, but as follow up to previous episode, because I had the big power station, I knew we could charge devices. So we were um, continuing to binge watch Buffy on the iPad, <laughs> huddled in blankets on the couch I love uh, it. with the iPad, two people watching uh, on there. So um, so what's your media black hole pick for uh, the week of Snowmageddon? <laughs> uh, so we, we did, this will kind of be a, like a, this is kind of, like a joke, but it's not really a joke. Well, you're always on topic. So I'm sure yeah, you're picking a disaster is, movie, right? Exactly. So. <laughs> so we were, we were sort of very on topic. We, we did, there was one, this isn't my recommendation because like it was so stressful for us, but it was like really fun to watch was we actually watched this. It's on one season is on Netflix. It's called, it's a reality TV show called alone where it's like 10 contestants who go and try and survive in like only in the wilderness they can only bring 10 items with them and then the last person standing wins but it's not like a couple of days i mean the people are out there for like a hundred days basically and they were in the arctic and we like watched it and i've pedro quite cried twice which like he he never does and then also (laughs) was like one of the most stressful things we've ever watched but Anyway, because it was like a disaster, not yeah, really a disaster, yeah. but it was like a survival situation. Anyway, we watched in, that. In the cold. Yeah. What fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to like try and put some things in perspective. And then we sort of started watching it and we realized like, oh my God, we are so close to death at all times. <laughs> right. Uh, and so that was like sort of the joke. But um, the other thing that we watched that I do really want to recommend because I had never seen it before and we sort of, again, watched it as a joke um, was Snowpiercer. Um, the movie, uh, and, um, I had never seen it and it was incredible. Some of the best writing and also action sequences. Like I didn't even know what it was about. And so like going into it was completely blind was really, really cool. So I don't want to say too much, um, except that we watched it because it was called Snowpiercer (laughs) (laughs) snow, snowy environment. Um, but it's really, really good. I highly, highly, highly recommend it for anyone who hasn't seen it and just like really likes either action movies or or just even really well written movies. I mean, the whole every single character is is incredible. It was um, it was really it was a great movie to watch because we thought, well, maybe we want to watch the. There's now an HBO show like that's called the same thing. And I think right. based on, and, and is basically a retelling of the same story. So we thought, Oh, maybe we'd want to watch that. We watched the movie instead. Um, and it was great. So I would, that's my, my recommendation is like, if you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. Cause it's, it's really awesome. <laughs> I may have to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in a, in a while. I think I saw it when it first came out. So um, and now that, you know, it's 70 degrees here, I could probably watch it without uh, panicking too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my recommendation is also on topic, which is not always true for me and kind of a joke in of itself, but it is a really fantastic movie. So I'm going to recommend The Martian <laughs> because uh, if you haven't heard or seen, you know, it is um, about 
making do and surviving with pretty much <laughs> zero resources, right? So also this past week, no one was really talking about it because we were. Oh, it's so Texas. cool! We I landed on Mars. We did. We and, so, and that I thought about that too. It's like, hey, we landed. We landed um, a, a rover, a rover on, Mars. on Mars. Yeah, and we have How pictures cool. coming back from Mars. So. <laughs> How cool. Yeah. In the fitting. middle of all that, I'm like, what's NASA doing? Wait, you're in- <laughs> I know. Yeah. But yeah. That was, that was really cool. So, well, this is our first, you know, we kind of took hiatus over the holidays and then I was, I was gone in January. And so this is our uh, first 2021 episode. And, uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't planned, but it certainly grabbed our attention. So yeah, <laughs> I think I have I think, a couple, I have a couple ideas for where we could go next. Okay. Some things that I've been, that I've been into. Cause I don't okay. remember who's like, who's next pick or whatever, yeah, but I, it, it's so it's, it's 2020 was a weird year and 2021's not starting off a whole lot different. Nope. So <laughs> I think the meme I saw was, um, somebody was like, oh, this is bad because they wrote it out 2021 and and they did the one as W-O-N. So 2021, like won the battle. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and we're like, no, that's not right. So anyway, um, it was good to talk to you. I think we'll get back on on track and hopefully get episodes posted um, every couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. And uh, so it was good to talk to you and I'm glad you survived. We survived. Um, you know, most of my friends and family, I, I know people had issues and broken pipes and all that kind of thing, but everything, everybody I know is okay. I, I do know of one person who walking in their neighborhood on ice on the sidewalk, actually two people who had to go to the hospital just because of trying to walk somewhere and fell and broken bones and all this kind of stuff. So um, like, I don't even know how that happened. Like how does an ambulance get to them? Right. And so anyway, yeah. So we're, we're 70 here. I don't know what you guys are for weather, but I think Texas is, Texas is thawing out and and trying to get back to normal, but it's been a weird one. It has been a very weird one, but it was good to talk and talk about it and, you know, kind of breathe through it a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That was good. Good. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye everyone. Bye. We'd love it if you subscribe to our show and your podcatcher of choice. And if you would rate or review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we'd also love to hear from you as well. You can send us an email at info at theblackholecafe.com or let us know what's on your event horizon on the web at www.theblackholecafe.com, on Facebook and Instagram at The Black Hole Cafe, on Twitter at Just Black Hole Cafe, Thanks again for listening. Take care and don't forget your towel. Weird one, but...
Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yes, we can talk about this. Is the nice thing about the show. We can talk about yeah, whatever we yeah. want. Because <laughs> uh, if we've had a week of a snowpocalypse, we can. Oh, let's see. I haven't turned on my computer in days. So. <laughs>